I wanted to talk medals first, and Everett Millman is joining us here. He's a medal specialist at Gainesville Coins. He's uh, joining us to dive into what's been playing out here as far as gold. We looked at the top of the show, Everett. Uh, it's hanging out right around that 1820, 1850-ish level. It's good to have you with us. But before we talk medals, I wanted to just get your take on the Fed and uh, what you saw as far as uh, comments, what stood out. Morning, Ben. Uh, certainly the Federal Reserve, I don't think they surprised anyone with a 75 basis point rate hike, uh, but they are certainly the focus of every market right now and uh, probably deservedly so. Bringing down inflation is on everyone's mind and the one really blunt tool that the Fed has is to raise interest rates to try and really to slow the economy. Um, as I said, it's a blunt tool. It's perhaps not the best way to bring down inflation. I think that the free market kind of takes care of that over time, although it is painful right now. But uh, I, nothing really surprised me about the Fed. I think uh, they are going to follow through with their plans, what the dot plot showed. Um, but we need to keep in mind that really they're raising rates so that two years from now or so they can begin to cut rates and stimulate the economy again. Talk to us. Uh, what does this mean in terms of a recession? I, I was asking yesterday if we're at the point where we're no longer discussing if or when, but more so how long. Uh, I'm on the same page with you there. I think it is inevitable. Um, and one thing that most traders who have been at this for, for more than a decade realize is that uh, the economy is cyclical, that we do have these cycles of not so much booms and busts, but that we're gonna have bull markets and we're gonna have bear markets. And uh, given the level of inflation, given uh, the lockdowns in China and some of the supply chain effects that we are still seeing from the remnants of the pandemic, uh, right now a recession is on the horizon. It's a matter of how deep that recession is, maybe not perhaps how long, as you pointed out, uh, but how deep and how painful this recession is. Uh, in terms of gauging that, Everett, should we be looking at, well, data due out this morning, for example, uh, the weekly unemployment numbers or jobless claims? We've got the housing numbers to keep an eye on. Obviously, that was one of the uh, things Fed Chair Jerome Powell addressed yesterday, he commented on how things have slowed there. And in many ways, this is their intention. Agreed. It is their intention. And there will be some short-term pain. Um, okay. The housing market has clearly been booming uh, and we've seen recently that uh, mortgage rates have risen. That should cool off some of the demand. Uh, but we're also seeing some indicators, like you said, in unemployment and in you know new housing starts, new construction of homes. Some of that data is already beginning to roll over. Mm -hmm. So I think we should expect that to continue uh, into the summer, into the third and fourth quarter. We likely do not come out of this uh, this downturn until sometime in 2023 or even the next year. Uh, new home sales down over 16 percent last time we looked. And I think the uh, NAHB was it yesterday. The National Association of Home Builders actually down tick as well yesterday. Talk to us about what this means for uh, uh, metals and in terms of housing. And then I want to get your thoughts on gold kind of hanging out around this 1850 level. But we've been watching copper, which has been in a bit of a range as well, sort of waiting for that next catalyst. It seemed to stomach some of the lockdowns in China pretty well. It held its own amidst some of those concerns and the uncertainty, which is in many ways still ongoing, I guess one could argue. But at this point here, I guess I look to copper uh, in terms of sort of that gauge as far as the housing market in uh, sort of getting a feel one way or the other recovery or, uh, you know, lack thereof in many ways, um, how copper again sideways. 
right sideways. And it again, uh, this has been true for quite some time uh, that copper has traded sideways and consolidated. We haven't been below the $4 per pound level in, in quite some time. But looking at the housing market, uh, that is definitely going to pull down some demand for copper. Uh, we're going to see some demand destruction there as the housing market slows. But the countervailing force on the other side is the mining supply. So it does take roughly two to three years to get a new copper mine online. And uh, a metal strategist at Goldman Sachs pointed out that right now there is a, a deficit or lack of engineers who have the institutional knowledge of how to build a new mine and how to start a new mining project. So we could see some supply destruction as well on that end. And I think that will keep copper kind of parked in the middle here, trading sideways, um, unless the recession is extremely uh, bad, um, that would probably tip the scales uh, for copper to fall lower. But I think that the my my observation about mining is going is unavoidable. It's going to hold true uh, whether or not demand for copper kind of stays where it is or falls off the table. You know, I think that's important when you're talking metals. When you're talking commodities in general, you have to always remember, uh, you know, uh, the supply side as well to focus on. You know, as a chess player, I always found myself being a lot more aggressive than I should be, a lot more offensive kind of uh, and kind of along lines of trading, always focusing on the demand side. But I think it's important to focus on both sides as well. You have to be somewhat, uh, um, again, uh, on the defensive as well or uh, focus on the production side also. Talk to us a little bit about uh, what's going on with gold because actually, before we get into gold, I wanted to pull a couple charts here. If we could look at copper and just the range we've been in, uh, a bit of a decline as of recent, but still holding on this key level, these $4 uh, lower extremes here, recently testing up through $5 failed, so below the 50-day moving average right now, but also sort of tying this back into that rate discussion here. You can see copper in the candles again in that range we just looked at, but rate spiking here, uh, possibly putting a little bit of a lid on and maybe even weighing at this point. Uh, on HG. Talk to us about gold, uh, because I guess I'm thinking about it sustained around this 1850, 1820 right now as we get set for the open here this morning. But in many ways, one could argue a win for the bulls at these levels with rates spiking to the extent that they have. Exactly. Uh, the natural relationship that we expect is as rates and yields rise, the gold price should tend to struggle. Um, when I look at what we've seen really uh, over the past quarter, gold has been very range bound. We've been trading between 1800 and 1900, um, haven't, haven't seen a sell off where we break through support. Um, and, and on the other end, we really haven't seen a rally that pulls us back above the 1900 level, which is an important psychological level right now for the bulls. Uh, so we do expect uh, that gold should struggle with rates rising. However, uh, given that inflation is above 8% right now, and in fact, uh, on an annualized basis, these past two quarters has been closer to about 10%. So even if inflation has peaked, um, we need to look at the real rate of interest, subtracting inflation from uh, the, the headline interest rate, whether that's, it's usually the 10-year treasury yield, um, we're still in major negative territory as far as real rates are concerned. So I think that's sort of what's been propping up gold in the short term uh, as far as rates are concerned. Uh, but at the same time, when I'm looking at the technicals, um, the uh, Bollinger Bands are a great indicator for you know how volatile has the gold market been. And certainly in comparison to the broader markets, to other assets, uh, gold has had very little relative volatility. Uh, the, the Bollinger Bands are at their most narrow 
since they've been in, since 2012. Um, so it's similar with our RSI, RSI is very neutral. So these are sort of backward looking indicators for how gold has been trading sideways. It has been in consolidation. But as we get that pinch on the bands, as the Bollinger Bands narrow, usually there is a major move that follows. Um, not sure when that is going to be, but when we look back to 2012, the major move was downward. Uh, the gold price had a precipitous drop following that narrowing of the bands. So I do expect we will see a major move sometime in the third quarter for gold. And right now, I think the, uh, the risk is tilted to the upside. Uh, I think that even with rising rates, uh, many commentators believe the Fed has waited too long, that mm -hmm. they're sort of behind mm -hmm. the curve here. And I agree with that. It, it's going to take a lot of time to get interest rates to the point where it's neutral for inflation, even if inflation cools off back to 6%, 5%. That means that we need interest rates to be at about that level, and they're nowhere near it. Combined with everything that's playing out here in terms of China, some of the geopolitical tensions that are uh, playing out behind the scenes, as far as I, I heard China basically saying that they support Russia in this whole initiative and uh, some of the uh, kind of hard lines that have been drawn over the last couple of weeks as far as Taiwan and international water surrounding, you know, and anytime the, uh, um, you know, bulls start singing or the bears start singing, what have you done for me lately in terms of gold, I start pointing out this chart. And if we could just pull this real quick here, Everett, as we get your final thoughts, you can see the trajectory, the trend environment still very much remains to the upside. This is a longer term weekly chart on gold, still holding below that all time high up around 2100, where we recently double topped, but uh, no rejection of this upper level on a bigger picture, still sustained price activity and value forming here. Everett, it sounds like we're going to be in a very speculative environment throughout the summer here with everything going on. And as we kind of look forward now to the next Fed meeting, even. Indeed, indeed. And I think that lack of clarity, it works to gold's benefit. Okay. Um, when there is massive volatility in other assets, I'd gold agree. is simply that, that safe haven that people turn to. I'd agree. Everett Millman, appreciate you joining us here. Great look at metals and uh, your take on the Fed. Everett Millman from Gainesville Coins.